What up, all you beautiful misfits and rejects out there? Thank you for joining me for episode 127 of Misfits and Rejects. In today's episode, you hear from me. I give you an update on my lifestyle design, how it's going, where I'm at, what I'm doing, and just, yeah, checking in with you all, letting you know that I'm out here striving to design the life that I dream of and I want for myself and want to show you that I'm practicing what I preach. You know, I'm out there working hard trying to design this life that is location independent from work primarily trying to make myself passive income through online assets that I develop and market online and get to go to all the cool places in the world that I want to go check out, see, and meet the type of people that I want to meet. If you're a first-time listener, please hit the subscribe button on your phone. And if you could, please rate and comment on this episode. That really helps me in the ratings on iTunes. If you haven't yet gotten a Misfit and Reject t-shirt, please head over to misfitsandrejects.com backslash shop. It would mean the world to me to see you repping Misfits and Rejects. And I hope you enjoy this episode where I really just kind of open up my life to you so you can really see how this is going and where I'm at within this whole thing of lifestyle design. Enjoy. Welcome to Misfits and Rejects, a podcast about the lifestyle design of expatriates, travelers, entrepreneurs, and adventurers. I'm your host, Chapin Cruder. Enjoy. I didn't fit in America. With cocaine, there's just always too many guns and too many bad attitudes. I quit the limiting stories. Really try to overcome that fear. And right there, for any of your listeners, a lot of what I was to do in the rest of my life was formulated by the fact I just went and did it. Welcome to another episode of Misfits and Rejects. Today's episode, you get to hear from me, your host, Chapin Cruder, about my lifestyle design, where I'm at, what I'm doing where I want to go and how it is all going. Trying to give everybody a realistic perspective of this whole thing that I preach, lifestyle design. You know, I'm definitely somebody who advocates anybody can do it. Anybody who wants to do it should do it because it's an amazing life, but there are realities to it. You know, I'm definitely not the guy who's going to be posting from sitting on the beach with my laptop being like, this is my office for the day because that's not my reality at all. My reality is I sit in hotel rooms around the world for... You know, roughly six to eight hours a day, hacking away on my computer, trying to continue to generate income from the various things that I've created online. As many of you know, I've created a online surf coaching website. So it's basically a place where people can go get various informational videos on how to progress their surfing. And then if they want to have personalized one-on-one instruction, they can hire me for a one-month, three-month, or six-month price point. I've also created an online surf course. This is the focus of everything I'm doing while I'm on the road is marketing this. This is the one thing that I really believe in in the sense that I believe that creating online assets that then you can market is really the best way to generate the kind of income that I want. I like the idea of passive income. This is kind of how I really want to design my life is generating multiple passive income streams all flowing into my bank account that allows me to continue to live the life I want, which is on the road, going around the world, meeting cool, interesting new people, getting to interview them for misfits and rejects, and seeing new cultures, new things, learning new languages. I mean, that's really my ultimate end goal. And passive income has always been something that has been on my mind as ways to really design the life that I want. Because let's face it, even though I like what I do, I don't want to do it all day, every day for the rest of my life. I love helping people learn how to surf. I love the learning process of how to create an online business. But 
at the end of the day, like there's other things that I want to do a lot of too is which you know get out there and surf for five to six hours a day when you're surfing five to six hours a day it's really hard to make money so that's why the passive income thing is so important to me the passive income thing came about actually very early on when i was 17 years old and a senior in high school and my economics teacher had us read the richest man in babylon and that's a philosophical book not just about life but investing you know, taking 10% of your gross income, accumulating it over a period of time and investing it and having your dollars work for you. So that really set me on my path on this mindset to generating a lifestyle and income that is primarily passive, that I can then go do things that aren't going to help me make money like surfing and like sitting in small towns around the world, just getting to know the people. So yeah, today's episode is going to be a lot about me my path, my journey, my entrepreneurial endeavors, just to give you perspective, to give you a realistic sort of idea of how it's going for me. Because I'm not one to want to blow smoke up your ass. This is me trying to be authentic and show you this is real. This is how I'm doing it. This is how I'm accomplishing what I've set out to accomplish and having all the ups and downs that come with it. So let's first talk about entrepreneurship because that word gets thrown around a lot these days. I don't consider myself an entrepreneur because my definition of an entrepreneur is somebody who sees an opportunity in the market and no matter whether they like that opportunity or not, they take it in the pursuit of money. Now, by definition, if you go into the dictionary, that is not exactly what an entrepreneur is based on the Webster Dictionary, which I'll read to you right now. Based on the dictionary definition of an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur is a person who organizes and operates a business or businesses, taking on greater than normal financial risks in order to do so. Now, based on this definition that I just read to you, yes, that encapsulates a lot of what I'm doing, taking on financial risk to pursue my dream lifestyle, I guess, by means of creating a business that will allow me to lead the lifestyle that I want. I'm not somebody that is going to be going and buying lottery tickets every day, although I do buy lottery tickets occasionally when those lotteries get up there just for sake of why not. You know, somebody's got to win, but I'm not banking on that being a realistic opportunity for me to design the life that I want. I think trading time is fine. I think it's a noble way to earn a living. But I really do like the idea of having my dollars work for me, and I'm trying to create businesses that allow my dollars to work exponentially harder than I could ever work throughout an 8, 9, 10, 14-hour workday. And in my mind, the way I'm doing it really isn't the right way. I feel that I'm cheating. I feel that I'm not really authentic. I feel like I'm trying to cheat the system in a way. But at the same time... I think, why not? Well, why can't I do it this way? Why is my way any less accomplishable than somebody who puts their mind into their dream idea and throws it all in the line and tries to bring forth the iPad or iPhone or a type of service or something like this? My dream is to make passive income. And I love the idea of creating assets online that can live online that I automate and I can control without having a ginormous brick and mortar corporation trying to 
run all the daily operations of it. I can do it from my laptop anywhere in the world and make a sizable income doing it. Now, am I there yet? Hell no. This is the hardest thing I've ever done in my whole life. Why is it hard? Because the skill sets necessary to accomplish my goal are ones that I don't possess. I have very little aptitude for any of them. However, the resources now that we have online and with a little bit of time and patience are allowing me to get closer to my goals. And let's talk about goal setting for a second because in 2015, I moved to Thailand and I set my goal to generate $500 a month of passive income within the first six months. Didn't have any idea how I was going to do it, but that was the goal I set for myself. And I started thinking about the opportunities that I might have to make money online. And the only thing that I could think of was creating surf instructional videos, putting them on YouTube, and somehow generating passive income through YouTube or through affiliates or something like this because I would get a big enough following on YouTube and I didn't really have much more of a vision than that, than that. And after clicking away for six months and watching my bank account get lower and lower and lower, I had created, I don't know, three videos maybe that were on YouTube being seen for sure. I wasn't getting, they weren't viral, but they were being seen and kind of just ran into a creative brick wall. I didn't really know where to go from there. So out of money, I went back to California. Again, big shout out to Grant and Scott for always having a job waiting for me when I come home. Went back to the warehouse and worked for a few months until I had enough capital to then take another trip down to Chile to visit my friend Johnny, where I recorded the first episode ever of Misfits and Rejects. And it's interesting when you start down a path. And I've learned this through the endeavors that I have started in the past with the partners I had in Nicaragua, with the bakery I started in Nicaragua, where you start with an idea and once you start down the path, the idea evolves, changes, and usually doesn't wind up to be what you originally thought it would be, but you've molded it and adapted it to what the market actually wants. And when I started the Surf Progression Techniques YouTube channel, I didn't know where it would take me, but I knew that it would take me closer to my goal of making, again, passive income online through digital means, digital products that could hopefully give me the lifestyle and passive income that I wanted. And Misfits and Rejects, the podcast that you're listening to right now, was never an idea I had. Misfits and Rejects was originally born as an idea for a book, an idea for a screenplay of just all the beautiful people that I met around the world on the many years I had already been traveling. But then once I had the equipment, the recording equipment for the type of videos I was making for my YouTube channel, I realized I had all the equipment and the power to start a podcast and call it Misfits and Rejects. And rather than me try to tell these people's stories, I could just put the microphone in front of them and have the same type of conversation I would have with them anyways. And Misfits and Rejects was born. So again, it's just an example of the power of just starting down the path and being open to what could evolve when you really want something but don't quite know how to get it and don't quite have a vision for how you're going to acquire the things that you want. 
the starting is the most important part, which I've learned. Hence the reason I continually start and push, fail, start again, fail, start again. And I've been doing that now for a lot of years. And where it's taken me is, as I mentioned, you know, from the starting point of surf progression techniques in 2015 to now continuing to have surf progression techniques and misfits and rejects in 2019, the last, that, the last four years have just been a crazy roller coaster with me having some incredible adventures around the world. Going back, working in the warehouse, cashing up, heading back to Nicaragua, really pushing for surf progression techniques to get off the ground, developing my online surf course, hosting surf progression retreats, not making enough money to sustain that life, going back to California, working, going back to Nicaragua, trying again, going back to California because I failed, going back to Nicaragua. And I did, I've been doing that for like the last four years with some other trips interspersed throughout these years, but that's been pretty much the pattern. Go out, swing the bat, go broke, go back, cash up. Go out, swing the bat, go broke, go back, cash up. And every time I go back, I feel like a failure. It's heartbreaking, it sucks, it's true. And I get depressed, I want to quit. I feel like this success I'm striving for, this lifestyle is never going to come. But then I have to remind myself that this is really the only thing I really want in life. And quitting and not continuing to pursue it is going to sting even more. So I continue on and I keep trying and I, I keep swinging the bat. And then it dawned on me that you know there was probably a few variables missing in the way I was approaching this, which were the network of people I were around in Nicaragua, all very entrepreneurial, smart people doing their various different types of endeavors, some very successful at it, but none of them were in the online space. None of them were doing what I was doing online, trying to create passive income or had online businesses. And so it dawned on me that surrounding myself with more like-minded people was going to be instrumental in my success. So I decided that I would seek those people out. And that's when I stumbled across online Chris Reynolds from the Business Method podcast. I reached out to him, asked for an interview. He gave it to me. We had a great conversation. You can check that out in episode 74 of Misfits and Rejects where you know I felt like I found somebody who was actually succeeding at being an online entrepreneur and at a level that was attainable for me, somebody who was making six figures through online business endeavors that I could mirror and learn from. And throughout our conversation, he mentioned that he was hosting a retreat in Thailand where he'd bring other digital nomads, online entrepreneurs together, where they just work hard together for 10 days, really coming together, brainstorming, using everyone's skill sets to help each other take their business to the next level, level up, as they say. And I said, right then and there, I'll be there. I will do whatever it takes to come to that retreat and level up my business. And so that's what I did. Now, this is, this is three and a half years into my online endeavors. This is me after three and a half years not getting the clue that I'm not really getting anywhere yet, not really getting the clue that like the way I'm doing things isn't really propelling me at the speed I want to be propelled towards my hopes and dreams. So I took a flight in October to Thailand where I met 
the community, if you will, the digital nomad community that pretty much all congregate in Thailand, October, November, December time, and they just nerd out, if you will. Like everyone kind of congregates there. Chiang Mai is the mecca for digital nomads where seminars are held every week, meetups, mastermind groups. Everybody is there churning and burning, trying to just make the best out of all the creative minds that they have around them. And I'll tell you what, it was game changing. Within 10 days, I was able to take my online surf cord, which I had launched January of 2018. And I had on my launch made about 1800 US dollars off the launch. I was launching to an email list about 5000 people. I had three people purchase it at a price point of roughly $600. I had a really big VIP bonus in there where I was going to handhold them for six months through the course, just making videos for them, personalized instructional videos, and just really be there for them and their progression. And although, yes, I made a little bit of money off the launch, it didn't feel like a huge win for me. It was like, oh, you know, two and a half years of breaking myself, trying to figure out how to work all these online apps and all these third-party services to create a course online. Like, Even though it was cool, it was very anticlimactic for me. But getting to Thailand and meeting these people, meeting another gentleman who's doing online CrossFit courses. So we're kind of in you know, athletics. Uh, we're in athletic entrepreneurship online where he's creating instructional videos. I'm creating instructional videos. He's exponentially more successful than I am. You know, he's doing six figures a year and I'm like, dude, just can you help me? Can you look into what I'm doing and then tell me what I'm doing wrong? So he did. He took the time. He sat down, looked at my sales funnel and made some tweaks here, made some tweaks there, made it a little bit more salesy, making it just more like a hard sell through adding a few sentences here, paragraphs, some keywords. And within 10 days, I had earned myself 2,500 bucks. So I was over the moon. That felt good. That was real. That was for me something that I could wrap my head around as like a monthly income that I would be super, super excited about. And that was also giving me hope that I was getting closer to achieving my goal, which was, remember originally was just to make 500 bucks a month. And then in one week I made 2,500. And now is on my way. And I'm thinking like, this is, it's on now. Like it's all automated too. Like he looked through everything. We added a few automations to everything. And like now, as long as I'm capturing emails and people then automatically getting sent into my funnels, my email funnels, and then at the end of the funnels getting pitched, you know, theoretically then I'll be converting at a certain percentage through the sheer vast volume of emails that are going through my funnels. And yes, that's true. It worked. It's, it's more or less been working to a certain extent. I wasn't, I didn't continue to make $2,500 a month. In fact, I went from 2,500 that month, which was, we'll say November, um, to I think 800 in December, back up to 1300 in January. And February was a complete bust with no sales whatsoever. And obviously these sales are also coming like not 
consistently. So it'll be like 20 days of me stressing about not making any sales. And then all of a sudden I'll have three within 24 hours. And it's just the craziest emotional roller coaster going from being almost being broke again to having enough cash to float me for another few weeks kind of thing. But at the same time, when you really start breaking down the numbers and you, you're seeing what the bottom line, what you actually have on the bottom line, because just after the retreat, I had to implement a lot more services to really automate these systems. And so now my, my expenses for my business are going up. So that's eating into my bottom line. And it's at the end of the month, still not quite enough to make this a completely viable business venture. And then comes tax time. And I really get deep into my books and I look at, you know, last year and this is why books and balance sheets are so important because it really gives you that whole story, that big picture of what happened, where all the money came in, where it all went out. And it was incredibly exciting actually to see what had happened because I can say that last year when I averaged out my monthly passive income over a 12 month period. I made $500 a month. Now think about that. That's a goal I set down, you know, set out to accomplish in 2015 within six months. It took me four years to get there, four years to get to the passive income generation of $500 a month. Now that is tremendously humbling for sure, but it's also exhilarating to think that I did it, number one, and that two, If I just double or triple or quadruple or 10x the amount of people coming through my funnels, that number could theoretically go up quite a bit. So exciting, right? Like I'm pumped. Couldn't be happier. But with the ups and downs of just entrepreneurism and the way life is, it's it's rough. It's super rough, stressful, mentally draining, and constantly being tested to how much longer I can go on and how much further can I push this? Because like I said, like my business expenses went up, so there's still not that much profit in there for me to live on. And my credit card bills have been going up and my lifestyle is still simple, but it's still not a hundred percent viable. So it leaves me where I'm at right now, which is in a really cool place in Vietnam. You know, I spent three months in Thailand doing the whole networking thing and really trying to understand, you know, online entrepreneurs, where they're making their money, how they're making their money, who's real, who's not, who's just getting started, who's just crushing it, just feeling out the scene, you know, testing whether my hopes and dreams are something I really want. Because, you know, that saying where be careful what you wish for, because you actually might get it. Well, that's real. I mean, I think nobody really knows until they get what they wish for, if they're going to like it or not. And I can honestly say after those three months of being, I feel like a a legitimate digital nomad where I had made enough money to sustain myself, be location independent from work, living in a really cool place with really interesting people like, yes, this is exactly what I want. Wholeheartedly can say that being location independent, being able to make money from my laptop having it be passive mostly is exactly what I want. Like without a doubt have just enjoyed every second of this and can reaffirm in myself and to all you listening, like this life that I'm designing for myself right now is 
awesome and exactly what I want. So after three months, my visa was up in Thailand. I spent 99% of that in Chiang Mai. Had a few adventures around Chiang Mai, but I had to leave the country. So I went to Myanmar and had an awesome experience kind of testing the waters again, like this location dependence, like you move a lot. You are jumping into hotels with Wi-Fi's that aren't always great. And you have to come up with new ways to do work every day. You know, I am working, you know, four to six hours minimum every single day, seven days a week, continuing trying to grow this thing and make it a more viable business for myself. And Myanmar was a huge challenge. It wasn't, the infrastructure was, not great. I had a workaround, which was epic. You know, I used my phone as a hotspot, so that worked really well in most places. Um, I had an amazing adventure, learned a lot about, you know, discipline and in some of these, again, not super comfortable hotels where I didn't have a desk to work at. I had to kind of make, have makeshift working stations in these rooms. Um, it was a test. Definitely a test. Was it a super productive month? Um, I produced, you know, some I think really good episodes for Misfits and Rejects. Um, I didn't create a lot. I think for surf progression techniques, I was kind of tweaking a lot of the systems that I had put in place in Thailand, um, continuing to try to make that automation aspect of the passive income streams more clean. Um, trying to keep my costs down because a lot of these systems cost a significant amount of money based on how many people are flowing through them. So just checking and rechecking, you know, the balance sheet and and how this is all flowing. And then after 28 days, where's my next move? And I had a good friend I met at the retreat in Thailand say, "Hey, I live in a really cool village in Vietnam with some expat. I think you would like to interview. And why don't you come check it out for Tet?" So Ted is uh, Lunar New Year, Chinese New Year, one of the big or the biggest holiday for sure in Vietnam. And I said, why not? So it was a cheap flight, flew to Hanoi, had a great time in Hanoi. Hanoi is one of the coolest cities I've ever been to. Hands down, just really cool, interesting, got kind of a European, Asian feel to it. Um, very affordable, you know, getting good food, good nightlife, good Everything, I mean, the pollution's a little crappy with the air quality, but, you know, that's that's the game. That's part of it. And um, then I took a bus down here to Feng Ya, where the biggest cave in the world was discovered. It's a full little subculture of cavers here. Tremendously interesting. And I felt right at home the second I got here. I mean, it took me right back to the days in Nicaragua. Gigante, hanging out with all the expats there. I mean, the expat personality is something that I've always loved, always been inspired by, always been interested by. And I mean, that's the foundation of Misfits and Rejects. You know, these expats around the world who are designing their lives in the way they want, doing some of the coolest things in the most unique niches, like this caving niche. I didn't know anything about cavers or caving until I came here. And a lot of the original people are still here who walked into the biggest cave in the world for the first time back in 2008 or nine, I believe it was. Um, although it had been found, you know, years prior to that by a local, um, it hadn't really been explored until 2008 or nine. And just to get to interview them and pick their branch and to see how they operate. Like, again, it's just like Gigante, just like Gigante with the surf culture and these, you know, very just, interesting colorful people who are doing exactly what they want 
and not compromising at all. And so big shout out and thank you to Leslie Arnold, who you're going to hear from in a Misfit and Reject episode because she came on to talk to me about her lifestyle design and how she made her way here and how she's sustaining it. And her and her husband have decided you know, to make this their home as well. He's Australian. She's originally from South Africa. Really cool story. Really cool lady. And huge thank you to her for bringing me here and, and introducing me to all these really cool people who you know, accepted me for who I am, you know, a traveling tourist uh, who just wants to hear their stories and respects them and loves them for who they are and just have had the raddest time ever and continued to work every day trying to keep that income flowing and be creative and make this life a life worth living. And then to highlight something that I've said from the beginning that has come up recently that I really want to share with everybody is 50% of why I'm doing this is to have hopefully the financial freedom one day, but definitely the, the freedom of time to whenever I get that call to go home. If ever I get that call that I'm needed, I want to have that freedom to pick up at a drop of a hat, go home and be there for whoever needs me in whatever situation it may be. And you know, 50% of what I'm doing, this is also selfish. Like I really want to have this lifestyle and um, I want to travel the world and see the things I want. And I want to do it from my computer, again, making passive income, happily also doing the necessary marketing and stuff that does take hours and hours and hours every day, but have everything automated to, again, you know, live the life that I want. But that freedom to get home when I needed is super important to me as well. So sure enough, you know, that call came through and I'm needed. I need, to, I need to go home and be with my family right now because I'm needed. So I am tremendously grateful for that opportunity to be able to pack up, put my computer back in my backpack and go home, be home, work from home and be there to support my loved ones when I'm needed. And that dawned on me as well, you know, having gone through my Having done my taxes and realized that you know last year was the first year I had made the kind of passive income I had originally set out to make in 2015 to also within a week or two come to the same conclusion where it's that I'm able now to just pick up, go back, be there when I'm needed and make money from my computer was like, holy shit, I have technically designed my life in the exact way I want. I have done it. I've accomplished it. And it took a few days for me to come to that really realization where I felt it in every single cell and that sort of excitement overwhelmed me and the joy and that sort of like giving myself a pat on the back like, dude, like even though you're stressed a lot and this is a crazy emotional roller coaster of up and down, like is this going to be work viable? Like should I just quit or should I shut serve pro techniques down and start something new? And I've done it. I'm here. I'm, I'm capable of sustaining it more or less. And then I also have the freedom to go home when I'm called. Like, dude, I can't believe it. It's amazing. It's so cool. I'm so stoked. And, you know, I'm not flying back with the kind of capital where I can take care of anybody financially, but I'm flying back. You know, I'm not having to say, oh, I can't make it back because I don't have the capital to get myself home. And that feels really good definitely feels that I'm getting closer and closer to where I want to be in life, how I want my life to look. Um, and so I'm really proud of myself. I'm stoked. It's uh, hard. 
super hard, but it's worth it. And I will keep striving. Um, I will go home here in the next few months and be with my family, you know, as long as I need it, six months, one year, I don't know. But it feels good to have that opportunity to look back on the last four years and see how I've gotten to where I've gotten because I, I did it in my own way. You know, I didn't do the 14-hour the days like you hear people do or hear people claim they do. I don't know anybody who can be productive for 14 hours a day, but that wasn't me. That's not my style. I can't sit in front of a computer for 14 hours. Uh, I know I only have like four to six hours, maybe eight of productivity in me. And I realized that, okay, well, then maybe I'm not going to achieve my goals in five years. Maybe it's going to take 10 to really get this thing to a place that I, I'm happy with and, and know that I've done my best with it and maybe I can leave it. It's all automated. You know, I'll have an income stream coming in from surf progression techniques. Um, I can create something else because that is for sure what I'm going to do. Like I'm definitely going to create other little businesses online. I'm going to try to automate everything so that it can be running without me. Um, and then with me either marketing it or having my team market it or me just checking in, you know, a few hours a day on the team or the systems that I put in place, that's definitely the long-term goal. And yeah, like going back to what I said, like I still don't consider myself an entrepreneur, you know, being here in Feng Yan and seeing some of the entrepreneurs that are around me, both expat and locals, like you can really start to differentiate between me and then those who I think are real entrepreneurs who are just super hungry for whatever they're trying to create. I mean, they are driven people. They are incredibly dynamic in the way they think about business, life, marketing. Um, and you can just tell some of them are gifted. Some of them are just, that is how they are naturally built. And I'll use one example because this still is swirling in my brain about how this young Vietnamese kid, he's 19 years old, created the hottest tourist attraction in the middle of Vietnam rice paddies. It is the coolest thing I have ever seen. It is called the Duck Stop. And if you go to Misfits and Rejects at Instagram, you can kind of get a, an idea of what it is. But I'll explain it here. It's this young duck farmer. He's got rice patties and ducks. He figured out a way to create this duck experience for tourists where they show up. They're instantly greeted by him or his little brothers who are – he's 19. His littlest brother is probably like 13. Um, it's pretty much scripted. You get the impression that if you were to deviate the conversation from anything other than what they're asking you and how you're responding, they really wouldn't really be able to follow but it is awesome. So they instantly greet you. Hi, how are you? Welcome to the duck stop. Uh, what, what can I do for you today? Are you by yourself? You know, they're trying to get information about you. Like, why don't you sit down, look at the menu. The menu is basically the two options, which are you can have the duck experience or you can have the duck and the water buffalo experience, which is an oxen or a water buffalo called Donald Trump. And then they, you choose your option and then they ask if you'd like to get your complimentary food and drink before or after the experience. Um, your choice. I chose before. So I sat there, had my you know, traditional little Vietnamese pancake. I had a beer. 
And then it's like, okay, they come over, they give you these little plastic shoes, they take you into the duck pen, which is this pen that's filled with like 100, 150 ducks. And they take you through this. I mean, you can, cl- you can clearly see like the, the originator of this, this 19 year old kid. I'm sorry, I'm not remembering his name right now, but like has scripted this. So any one of his siblings can take a group of tourists in there and give them the same experience, which is super creative, super unique to where it's like he's got you feeding the ducks and they're following you and he's got you doing all this stuff. He calls it. We get it's time for your foot massage, so you put all this food, you cup your feet, and you throw some food in there, and then the ducks, you know, hundreds of ducks are eating the food out between your feet or tickling your feet. It's kind of, I mean, everything is just so creative and unique. But again, there's a system in place that he's designed that if he's not there, his whole family can do it, and it's bringing in millions and millions of dong a day. You know, he's taken his life from being a duck farmer, rice farmer, to full-blown businessman, entrepreneur, who is, I have no doubt, going to continue to grow his little business and then multiple other businesses around him to something very successful and no doubt will be one of the most successful people here in Feng Ya very soon because it's just, again, the kid has it. He's got something in him that's driving him. He's got the creativity that is bringing about that sort of uniqueness that drives people there on TripAdvisor. It's crazy the amount of reviews this guy has. I mean, he was just a rice farmer, just another person in the middle of the rice paddies who possibly through seeing what the the town was doing, how it was growing through the, the discovery of the caves, the tourists that were coming and staying, the other Westerners that, you know, were employing him, you know, probably gave him some help and some ideas, but he definitely has taken it and run. Like for me, that's an entrepreneur. I'm not trying to cut myself down. I definitely have certain aspects an entrepreneur has and certain entrepreneurial spirit that comes along with, you know, being a a online business owner and entrepreneur online, but it's kind of like Messi versus Ronaldo or Pelé versus Diego Maradona, or you compare the greatest of all time to the second greatest of all time. You know, what separates them? Those who genetically just have something that is in them and just you just can't teach it. It's just something that is so ingrained in them that naturally comes that with hard work and motivation and that competitive spirit takes them to being the greatest. And then somebody who is the second greatest who has everything but that one thing. And it's just not something that they have. So the last six months have been interesting for me to observe the entrepreneurs who you can just see have it versus everybody else who is like me and striving to be an entrepreneur and striving to create and design that life that they've always wanted and will get there for sure. As long as people, I think, stay focused, stay motivated and keep pushing, I think we all will get there. I truly believe that. But there is a difference for sure. And it's tremendously inspirational to see these people work and how they work. I learn a lot from them. I apply everything I learned to my, my own business endeavors. Um, but if you ever get to Feng Ya, you have to check out the Duck Stop. It's just so unique and so cool. And it's like churn and burn. It's not like um, you feel like you are being sucked into something that's going to take forever or isn't going to be worthwhile. Like Again, this kid has been put in place a system that gets you in and gets you out and you feel perfect with the experience, the price point, 
and everybody's happy. That is a perfect business model where both parties are happy, and this young man has done it. It's awesome. Check it out, The Duck Stop. You can even YouTube it, Fungia Vietnam, cool place. And again, big thank you to uh, Leslie Arnold for bringing me out here. Love it. Couldn't, I uh, wouldn't have probably ever come here if it weren't for her. But um, thank you, Leslie, and thank you for listening. You know, that's me. That's me attempting to design my life in the way I want. That's me over the last four years. That's me over the last six months. This is the reality. Yes, I'm making passive income. Yeah, yes, it as it is at the level that I stated my goal to be in 2015, $500 a month. Is it making my lifestyle viable on the road? Barely, <laughs> but it is, it is, it is making it viable more or less. And I am tremendously grateful for having the opportunity to live and design the life that I want and then have the opportunity when I get that call to go home and be with my family and, and support them when they need to be supported, you know, with my time, which is the most valuable thing of all is my time for myself and for them. And I, I'm just tremendously grateful for this life and being in the place that I'm at and the people I'm surrounding myself with and my loved ones because I couldn't do this without them, that's for sure. The friends and family who have supported me through this have just been so kind and so generous from you know letting me stay on their couch or in their homes for years on end, uh, giving me jobs and extra cash when I need it to sustain myself you know, another month or give myself that little bit of extra cushion to push through a barrier that I'm having to push through. So it's just been such a wild ride and tremendously emotionally nerve-wracking. <laughs> but uh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It's just something that's going to take more time and something that I'm going to continue to have to grow and change and be open to changing with and strive to make better and like I always say, like I'll get there. We'll all get there. We just have to take that first step and make sure that uh, when we are challenged, we don't give up and we learn from our failures and keep moving in a forward direction. Don't get stagnant. Keep moving. Keep shaking. Keep on keeping on. As I'm listening to right now, book on tape, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Um, the principles are there. You know, they've been laid out by a lot of people who have been successful in their business endeavors, their life endeavors, their financial endeavors. Um, it's not a secret anymore. I don't know if it ever was a secret. It's all out there. And if you surround yourself by like-minded people who are more successful than you and apply these principles, there's no doubt in my mind that we can all be success successes. We all have different life circumstances and we all have to make hard decisions and we all get to choose how we want to wake up every morning and start our day. So I love you all. Thanks for listening. Please, if you haven't gotten a Misfits and Rejects t-shirt yet, it would mean the world to me. If you went to misfitsandrejects.com backslash shop, picked one of those up. If you're a first-time listener, please pull out your phone, hit subscribe. Please comment on this episode and rate it. really helps me in iTunes and the ratings. Um, just gets that message out there. More clicks, more views are all super helpful for me. So please remember to subscribe. I think you all are so very beautiful. I love doing this for you. The people I'm interviewing inspire the heck out of me. I hope they're inspiring you. And I'll see you next time. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Misfits and Rejects. I hope this inspires you to think about your life situation, where you're at, and possibly 
make a big decision to choose something different for yourself if you're unhappy with where you're at in life. I hope these people that I interview inspire you to go out, spread your wings, and try something new. To live a different lifestyle that maybe your whole life people were telling you was the wrong one, but when in fact it's the perfect one for you. And I'll see you next time.